0: Welcome everyone. I'm Laurel Staples with NBC Montana and today we kick off a brand new podcast here called Spotlight Montana and my guest for this first segment is NBC Montana's very own Kevin Mackey and welcome Kevin. Thank you yeah. Laurel. What a pleasure. Yeah, thanks, thanks for coming out and for those of you new to NBC Montana, Kevin is the man that's behind and in front of the camera as well of a very popular series called Montana Moment. It showcases Montana's treasures and its history. You have put together an amazing series. What inspired this series?
1: Well Chris Avery our news director mm-hmm. came to me and said this is uh, something that he would like to uh, to spotlight uh, uh, in our in our very large and, and uh, wonderful state, and I I jumped at it. It's it's great. What
0: what and can be you're more fun? Perfect for this. You born and raised in Montana, lived here for most of your life, and and the Bitterroot is what, where you call home. Uh, some of your first and um, earliest stories started in the Bitterroot. Right. me, What was that like for you? Well, oh,
1: it's always fun because I like doing these pieces. Uh, I like showcasing people quite often people I know or heard of or, or I'm connected to in some ways and, and to, a, to a community that, that that I really cherish and really love and so it's it, it's been fun doing that.
0: And some of the stories focused on uh, a farm in Corvallis and that's the one that included it was the Wheaties ad campaign right in 1940?
1: 1940 we called it uh, the, the story of the Wheat King and uh, yeah. yeah that was great fun and that was actually kind of new to me even though it was it's you know, it's, it's very familiar territory. It was the story of Mark Peterson, whose grandfather and uh, father were uh, had, had grew the best winter wheat on the <laughs> east side of the the Bitterroot Valley uh, at the time in, in in the entire country. It was and and. Um, his father and grandfather were so successful that the Wheaties came in the, in, in the 19, I believe in 1947 to showcase his father and grandfather for their breakfast of champions. So mm-hmm. they were early celebrities. It was I great fun. I that. love
0: that. That was a surprise to you. This it was, was a surprise to me. Yeah, to, to find this little piece of history there. Kind of hidden. In the area where you grew up. Yes, yeah.
1: it was great fun, yeah.
0: Also in that area, the wooden flumes for irrigation. I'm fascinated by that. The wooden flumes. Yeah. The
1: wooden flumes of the Bitterroot Valley are are just uh uh, 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 uh. Architectural uh, uh, landmarks across ravines in, in in the valley, all up and down the valley. They, they're not more than a, a century as, old, right? Yeah, they're yeah. not. They're not there as much as they used to be. There aren't very many of them left. But we we talked to the daily irrigation uh, d- district who took us on a tour of these flumes, which are magnificent, and and the men who work on those flumes. Very uh, important work that they do to provide water for our farmers and ranchers. The golf course, mm-hmm. the Hamilton Golf Course. Uh, they keep people green.
0: That's it's it's again. I find that very fascinating from the wooden flumes of course of the rock fences of the Bitterroot. I watched that a couple of times. I love that. Thank you, Lord, <laughs> because
1: I've always been fascinated with the rock fences myself. If you go on anywhere on the west side, you'll see these rock fences which are just are just marvels.
0: So, so much to discover here in Montana and your um, series also then took you uh, to uh, all across Southwest Montana, where in Butte you do have some family history there.
1: My mom was from Butte, so lots of cousins back from there, lots of family from there. And uh, yeah, it was, it was, uh, I'm always comfortable in Butte. I've been going there since I was a kid, so I, it always feels like home. I love Butte.
0: Yeah, well, and there, one one is um, a grant that is now making it possible for the ethnic communities of Butte to share their stories. We
1: did a story on that and uh we talked with the butte silver bowl public archives i hope i got that right and they have mm-hmm. they have a grant which they're going to be it's going to be continuing for i think the next mm-hmm. year taking the oral test of oral uh, history stories uh, uh, written uh records uh, photographs uh, uh of, of several ethnic groups in in butte which will be archived and and yeah. the archives has in fact done a number of ethnic groups already so it's 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 the stories are wonderful yes yeah and it's everybody has definitely a story.
0: endless in that area for yeah. the butte area right. all right. right then all across southwest montana um you hit um um drummond and Dil- well drummond it was so great that you shined the spotlight on drummond there's a lot of ranching history Love there Love
1: drummond phillipsburg all of mm-hmm. that area and the, and i think i've always driven past the i think metzers used yeah Coward and thought what a great story i think story a lot of people be. just
0: you know kind yeah. of fly past and and it's Gosh, there's just multi-generational ranching history with that.
1: Ranching history, Minster's use lot is just a, a shipping point that, that certainly was used more in the past, but continues to be an important, vital uh, mm-hmm. part of, of Drummond and the Flint Creek Valley.
0: And not far from there, Deer Lodge, where Kevin told the story of the prisoner in cell number one.
1: Turkey Pete. <laughs> Turkey Pete was the prisoner in cell number one, Laurel, of course, who, who uh, came as a young man to the prison in, I think, after world war 1 or something and lived his entire life in cell number 1 Was a a trusted trustee who took care of the turkeys, the the prison's turkey flock. Mm -hmm. And uh, the story goes from there.
0: Well, and as we continue on here, I'll just uh, briefly mention that you can watch all of these Montana Moment segments on our website at NBCMontana.com. You also traveled up to northwest Montana, Big Fork, Polson. Polson is basically where I grew up. Your hometown. Yes, and then also lived in Butte for 17 years. That's right, you're a Butte girl, too. In Polson, you hit on the museum there. Wasn't a, that fun? Yeah. Oh, the I America, the, the, the,
1: Everything American. Yes.
0: And oh. a big surprise, you know, the, uh, I was. it wasn't until about five years ago that I discovered the Garden of 1000 Buddhas in Lee. I never knew about that. What an interesting treasure. Isn't that Beautiful it, place.
1: You know, Laura, isn't that funny here? I mean, we talk about, oh, Montana is so, Montanans are similar and yet they're so different. Mm-hmm. And isn't it fun to see something, you would not expect a Buddhist community to be hot, yeah. to be right smack in gorgeous Lee. But it Kinda is tucked
0: away there, but away. not far from the main road. And it shows um, such
1: diversity yeah. and color and color. Yeah. So
0: in covering your home state and area that you, you grew up, what are some of the big takeaways for you?
1: I think it's, I think it's, you know, how big we are and we've only hit a little bit of Western Montana. Mm-hmm. You know, and,
0: and, and, there's and, so uh, much more yeah, to discover. there's <laughs> so much more and everybody
1: says, you got to see this, you got to talk to these people because this is going to be a great story and, and, and it is. And I think all these communities are similar and yet they're different and that's what makes it, 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 it it's a, uh, every, every time we, we go into any of these communities you explore a, a whole new facet of our, of our state.
0: And you mentioned that people coming to you, giving you ideas. What's the best way to reach you for those who would like to suggest some Montana moment story ideas? Well,
1: I guess call me. Uh, for me, I guess call me, 406-531-1066, and or, or, or the newsroom, and, okay. and that's what I would do at this point.
0: Can you share with us some of the stories you're now working on?
1: We're working on pasties. For St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> and we're also going to be ha- going to Hall, Montana to the Skinner Ranch where uh, the Skinner family, longtime ranchers, have been calving and are just about wrapped up and they're going to tell their
0: story. Yeah, and this is certainly is a, a busy and a tough time for ranchers at this time. So, um, but also, Montana Moment can be seen on our Sunday newscast at 10 o'clock. So you certainly want to tune in for that. And again, as I mentioned, you can go to our website at NBCMontana.com to watch all of these series. You can watch them again and again over over and over with this. Um, so a, a couple, I have to ask you, you mentioned the pasties for your one of your next stories. Yeah. Do you take your pasty with ketchup or gravy? I like
1: <laughs> gravy with hot with a hot pasty and ketchup with cold. It works both ways.
0: (laughs) All right, I'm gravy all the way on that. So, all right, well, anything else that you would like to share on um, working with this series? And with spring and summer, the weather will improve and you'll get over to Eastern Montana? hopefully
1: we'll move a little bit further east. Maybe the the snow will let up a little bit here. Travel has been a little bit dicey sometimes, but it's gonna get better, so it's gonna be a lot more fun. I think we're gonna explore more areas of the state.
0: All right, well, this wraps up this very first podcast, Spotlight Montana, right here on NBC Montana. Again, I'm Laurel Staples, and you can send me your ideas for guests for our podcast. You can reach me by email and also on all of our social media platforms, on Facebook and Twitter. I would love to hear from you. So thank you so much, Kevin. Thank you,
1: Laurel. Always a pleasure working with you.
0: And thank you.